The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, as we kick off three hours of coverage of week 14 in the NFL. James, happy NFL Sunday to you. We have all kinds of football to get to, but we still have two games left to finish off week 14 in the National Football League, one of which will be kicking off in about 15 minutes from now. So let's take a look at this one between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field. Another great NFL rivalry here. Green Bay is at 9-3, and three and they are coming in off of a bye. The Packers had won seven in a row before going 2-2 two and two into their bye week. Now the Chicago Bears, they've lost 6-7, of seven, most recently falling to the Arizona Cardinals, a game in which Andy Dalton had four interceptions, and he's been replaced by the rookie. Justin Fields will get the start tonight at Lambeau Field. I made this number 13 in favor of Green Bay, and then upon further review, deeper dive into my numbers, I came out with Packers minus 5.5 and Packers minus 7. Now, currently, we're at Green Bay minus 11 with a total of 43, seeing some 12s pop in the market as well. It's a lot of points, and we talked about this in our preview edition of the Pro Football Blitz. You and I both felt it was a lot of points. Did the Monsters of the Midway end up getting some of your money, my friend? Nothing right now, and 
personally, honestly, Brady, I'm glad I don't have anything on this game right now. I, from my day of what this looked like, and I shared a ticket with with uh, our producer Dan on a big ticket that I had rolled up with Tampa Bay. The fact that that even came to where it is. I'm just starting to calm down and settle down right now. So I think right now I didn't need I didn't need that in my life this afternoon, Brady. I wasn't anticipating that, especially being up 24 to three in the second uh, going into the second half. But let's put that part aside. I'll compose myself and I'll think about this game here. If I didn't have to go through what I just went through over the last hour, probably where I would be going with this is I'd, I, I think I'd be. If we were talking about eleven and a half. I do see a twelve out here. I think I'd be looking to take. I'd be taking the points here with the Bears and probably not a strong play and maybe more so. And we'll have plenty of time to discuss this as the game transpires over the course of the next three hours during the program. Uh, but. You know, what do the Packers look like when they come out of the the bye week? We know that Aaron Rodgers is, at least he has some time to heal his toe, really hasn't practiced, hasn't really practiced fully in, I think, seven weeks. So basically up in that game in Arizona at the end of October. So where is their mindset coming into this game? They went and they, they beat the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field earlier this season, and we we know who owns who, and it is the Aaron Rodgers show that owns the Chicago Bears, and he made it real clear, not so much to the team or the players, but it was to the to the fans, but, you know, that was kind of blown up a little bit. I wonder if that serves as motivation. I can't see how that would, how it would not, but maybe there's a little complacency coming out for Green Bay coming out into this game to get started, just knowing that, all right, we've owned the Bears, in a sense, since at least Aaron Rodgers has been here for as long as he has been. We're coming off the bye. Maybe we enjoyed ourselves off the bye and come out, not not saying that they're not coming to come out focused on a Sunday night football matchup against their division rival, but God, maybe they take them a little bit lightly, especially how we've seen Chicago perform. If Chicago is playing better rolling into this game, I wouldn't be thinking that way. But the fact that Chicago has been struggling for the better part, basically the entire season, and you've got a rookie quarterback back there, Justin Fields, having to get the start tonight. wonder if there might be a little kind of overconfidence rolling into this game for Green Bay. And I'm pulling, trying to pull up the first half number here. I'm looking at the total, and that might be where I might go in this first half. This first half is sitting at 21 one and a half as far as the total is concerned I don't think weather's going to be an issue it's not too too windy there it's in the 20s it's typical for Lambeau Field at this time of year both teams are used to playing in that type of weather as well if I was going to get involved that might be the area I go I'd be looking at the under in the first half sitting at 21 and a half yeah Aaron Rodgers and this is what kept me off from playing this game traditionally I did end up just for a little uh, entertainment money I did a teaser with this game I teased the Denver Broncos down that leg of the teaser is home and I tease the uh, Chicago Bears up to 17 or 17 and a half I believe it was yeah it, it was a 12 point number there so six point teaser maybe it was 11 and a half I think I got it to 17 and a half on the good side of 17 anyway but what kept me off from playing this traditionally is how dominant Aaron Rodgers has been over these Bears that he owns 21 and four in his career straight up against Chicago he also flourishes in division games at home where he's 25 and 12 against the spread for his career and that includes three and oh straight up and against the spread when coming off of rest which of course he is here off of a bye week here's a good one for you though James if you're a Bears backer this will make you feel a little comfortable NFL underdogs the week after facing the Arizona Cardinals are six and oh against the spread this season <laughs> right? <laughs> right it's a sure well, thing the Bears are going to cover 
There we go. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna log into my account right now. You know, it's funny if you get a really big. I don't know. Well, maybe it's not. I'm not sure how it is out in Las Vegas, but here in Colorado, with certain books, if you get a really good score, they'll send you a message. I'm looking at a message like, "Great hit on that play. How would you like to roll it into Sunday Night Football?" Yeah, sometimes it could be the devil, but you know what? Let's go ahead and have a little fun. I'm not gonna take a big play at this, but I'm gonna go ahead just so we have some talking points here, and uh, because that I can. I'm going to put a little play in here. I'm going to take that under 21 and a half. That's where I'm going to go with it uh, for the first half. And thinking from the standpoint that I don't know how much really not a lot of practice time. Again, guys haven't been around the facilities a whole lot as far as the offense is concerned as well. And we know there's some injuries on that offensive line, too. Uh, the weather's not super conducive for a great passing game from either side, especially on the Bears side with young Justin Fields back there. I suspect we're going to see a lot of David Montgomery, some design runs for Justin Fields to try to move and stay ahead of the sticks. Their best defense tonight is going to be trying to run the football, grind the clock down, keep Aaron Rodgers and that busted up toe cold on the sideline. I think that'll be the game plan early coming in. Can they sustain that type of game plan for the entirety of four quarters? I'm not willing to bet that, but I will. I am willing to bet it right now as far as the first half is concerned. So I'm going to play it right now under 21 and a half points for the first half. All right. Well, we will dive into the Monday nighter here shortly, and we'll have a guest on board in the next segment to help preview that game. A good one going down in Glendale, Arizona between the Cardinals and the Rams. But let's take a minute here, James, to dive into some of the games we saw earlier on this Sunday. And we begin in Kansas City. And boy, I tell you, man, I've been talking for a couple of weeks that I think there's more problems than meets the eye with this Raiders team. And maybe we saw it in, in living color today for everyone to discover how problematic this Raiders team is. The Las Vegas Raiders actually saw a little bit of money this morning. It took it down from Kansas City minus 10 to nine and a half. And then eventually did close the Chiefs favored by 10, 48 for your total. Kansas City got 48 points on their own, and it was the very first play of the game that was kind of a telling sign for this game, James. Running back Josh Jacobs was tackled for a loss and a fumble that turned into a scoop and score, not even a minute into this contest, and Kansas City led 7 to nothing. They were up 35-3 to at the half and then 48-9 to in the end. The game does go over the total, and I think there's a lot of problems in Raiderville, my friend. Yeah, and, and you talked about the first game with Jacobs turning the ball over, quick scoop and score, put them behind, and really just never in the game at all. They had three turnovers in the first half, seven penalties in the first half for the Raiders. And, and then I saw, I was as I was getting the television set, I'm seeing the pregame going out there, and there's the majority of the Raiders team going out and stomping and dancing on the Chiefs logo at midfield. And I know there was some at, there there was some divisiveness about that within the locker room. I heard some postgame comments with that really from KJ. Wright as well as Derek Carr not really being in favor of doing that but didn't want to kind of roll the mo try to get in front of the rest of their teammates. Sometimes leaders need to do that and really some of these young fellows out there see if that's really a good idea. If you want to poke the bear right now, if there is ever a team that maybe would come out complacent because the the way that they handled you just recently uh, a couple weeks back on Sunday Night Football where, where Mahomes got himself right in the offense and loaded up on, against the Raiders on that Sunday night, well, they definitely poked the Chief that 
doing that, and there was no, at least in the first half, I mean, there was just no let-up. They took advantage of every opportunity, did the Kansas City Chiefs. They got anything and everything that they wanted to, had some short fields to work with as well. The penalties really hurt the Raiders. I think that's something that it, it, we talk about culture a lot. That's something that seems like it's a stigma, a culture, whatever you want to say with the Raiders. It's something that this team just hasn't been able to shake for decades, really, when it comes to the what being one of the most penalized teams. And you're getting seven penalties in the first half. That's going to set you back as well. But like your point, Brady, we talked about this. When was this going to happen? We're trying to get a handle on the Raiders. And when was when was it going to finally all come and come to a head where they just weren't there mentally and physically? Because you saw it in this game at falling behind as well as they did. I think now, where does this team go forward from here? I think that's the bigger question. Start looking in their schedule. We can dig into that later. But I think how do they respond back from this game? I think it's going to be really hard for this team to try to recover and finish out, at least from a competitive standpoint, for the rest of the season. Yeah, maybe that was a bigger message in this game. Not that the Chiefs looked really good, and they did. They were very good on defense. They were efficient on offense. But the way the Raiders team played, I think just about anybody could have beaten them Tim, uh, beaten them today. Uh, so maybe the bigger takeaway from this game is how problematic this Las Vegas Raiders team is. The Chiefs have now won six straight. They sweep the season series with the Raiders. This was also, you talk about stomping on the logo, this was also revenge for the victory lap game last year. Remember John Gruden going <laughs> yep. into Arrowhead, took a victory lap after that victory last season. The Chiefs are probably still smarting from that, but not anymore after a 48-9 to victory today. They will stay in division in Week 15. Will the Chiefs, a revenge game, on tap for Kansas City. They go to Los Angeles to face the Chargers on a short week. Thursday night football at SoFi. Kansas City was made a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in this one over the summer. will be interesting to see where that line falls. Las Vegas will play next Saturday. We're into some of the Saturday-December schedules in the NFL. That's a 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 p.m. Eastern start. They will be at Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns were made a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this one back in the summertime over at the Westgate when this line originally came out. We dive into the Monday Nighter with our guest next up, and Sunday Night Football, we keep an eye on that throughout the program right here on the Pro Football Blitz. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for the Play Card Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with Play Card. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification, terms and costs apply. Cards issued by MetaBank NA member FDIC. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, and it's time to talk Monday Night Football. And for the second straight week, we have a marquee divisional matchup. The Los Angeles Rams seeking same-season revenge will be in Glendale to take on the first-place Arizona Cardinals. And to help us break down this game, we welcome in Arash Markazi from Southern California. You can hear his show on the Mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. You can follow him on Twitter at Arash Markazi. Arash, thank you so much for joining us. We will certainly dive into this big tilt on Monday night in the other desert. But first, I want to get a quick prediction from you. We've got Sunday night football getting ready to kick off at Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers hosting the Chicago Bears. The line here in Las Vegas is now at 12, a consensus 12 points in favor of Green Bay. Your total is 43. Where are you going with this one tonight? Well, I like the Packers. I mean, this is a game where, you know, not surprised by the line, considering how both teams have played this year. I think Aaron Rodgers obviously not apologizing for saying that he owns the Bears because all you have to do is look at how he's done head-to-head against Chicago. So, you know, I know it's a big line. Would not be shocked if the, if, if, uh, if the Packers in Lambeau field won by 13. So whether it's 11.5, 12, 12.5, I like the Packers. 
All right, let's get into the Monday night game. Uh, chalk up a rush on the Packers there, James. We're keeping track, my friend. When we have you on again, we'll uh, we'll see how you're doing so far. Just yeah. kidding. Let's talk Monday night football, and this one's very, very interesting. When these lines came out over the summer, when the NFL schedule comes out around May or so, it is not long after that uh, a lot of the sports books around here in town will make a number on the entire season in every game. And the Los Angeles Rams, you know, according to pre season predictions nobody really expected this out of the Cardinals they were six to one to win the division and the Rams were made a three and a half point favorite in this game over the summer well that is certainly flipped and now the Cardinals are a two and a half point favorite in this game they're 10 and two on the season the best record in the NFL the Rams had lost three games in a row and they got healthy with a win last week over the Jacksonville Jaguars I mentioned same-season revenge here for Los Angeles. It really shocked everybody in week four when Arizona came to Los Angeles and, and really manhandled the Rams, certainly for the second half. Where do you stand on this rematch, Arash? Listen, I like the Cardinals, and I would love to like the Rams. I'm from Los Angeles. I cover the Rams. I, I have just seen the Rams fail in these big primetime situations time after time whether you're talking about Sunday night football against Tennessee at SoFi, Monday night football against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, You know, these big situations where you're thinking that this team is going to show you why they are a Super Super Bowl contender, they have not this year. And you brought it up. I mean, it was that Cardinals-Rams game week four. Again, the Rams begin the season 7-1. and And the only reason I had a hesitation in calling this team the best team in football was the way that they were manhandled, specifically at the line of scrimmage against the Cardinals. And so, and, and listen, that not only was, was that a concern, you fast forward to the way that they've played against Tennessee Titans, the way that they've, they've uh, 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 played against San Francisco. Again, in big primetime situations where, you know, you, you're, you can have a, a sleepwalking game. You can have a game where you, you don't play your best, you can let your guard down. Uh, there's been a lot of situations where this team has not played up to their potential. So we'll see what they do. Um, I think even if they win, they're in a tough spot in the division. I think that they have to win just for their confidence, just to once again think of themselves as one of the best teams in the league. Because I'm sorry to say, blowing out the Jacksonville Jaguars at home is not a turning point for this team. Well, and you think about tomorrow night's game in Arizona, and Arizona wins this football game. They're basically going to sew up the division. Their magic num- number to win the NFC West will come will be one. So I'm interested to think. get your take on the defensive side for the Rams. We know there's a lot of star power there. They picked up Von Miller midseason in that trade with the Denver Broncos, and we talk about Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, and Pro Bowl players, all pro players for sure, but there's some changes in that secondary as well as the defensive coordinator change out this season too. But I'm wondering, thinking about the secondary, no team has played more zone this year than what we've seen out of the Rams this season. And I feel like they're trying to protect some of those younger secondary players you know, Troy Hill and John Johnson are gone. Give me an idea of what we're going to see out of the Rams tomorrow because of the best quarterback in the National Football League against zone, that would be the quarterback they're facing tomorrow. That is Kyler Murray. Exactly. I mean, you're going to see what you've seen. I mean, they can try to switch it up, but you're going to see zone. I mean, this is a problem. No one really appreciated Brandon Staley until he was gone. I mean, Brandon Staley was a fantastic defensive coordinator. And then when you go back to when Sean McVay – first comes to Los Angeles, Wade Phillips is his coordinator. 
you know, no knock on Burroughs' team, but he's not the same coordinator that those guys were. And you talk about Brandon Staley is really showing this year that he's one of the best young coaches. Again, the Chargers are the Chargers, so they're going to blow games that they shouldn't. But you look at what they did today, you look at what they've done during the course of the season and what I think that they will do to close out the year. You don't replace a coordinator like that. And so, uh, you know, schematically, they're not as good. Defensively, they're not as good. This entire season, they've been a bend but don't break defense. So you're going to see zone. They're good. That's why I'm picking the Cardinals. Again, this is not a pick that I would want to make. And I know when I've made it on my show, people have kind of knocked me. like, well, Listen, the Rams are a very good team. The, the moves that they made were high profile. They, they, they won the headlines, and I think a lot of times in Los Angeles you want to do that because you're up against the Lakers and the Dodgers and things like that. This is a good team. This is a playoff team. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to win the conference. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. And it's unfortunate, but again, to your, to your question, you're going to see zone. Arash, uh, the knock on the Rams has really been a lack of a running game, and Henderson, I know, is going to be out of this game. Sony Michelle is going to be the featured back, and he had a big game again. It was against Jacksonville in Week 13. Uh, but is that a real problem area for this Rams offense? Now, I was looking at this game, handicapping the game, and figuring maybe the Rams would be able to move the ball on the ground despite being down Henderson in that backfield. But the Arizona rush defense has really improved quite a bit early in the season that was really the lone weak spot for this Arizona defense they were not good against the run but they have improved they're now average at 16th in the league in defending the run do you think that's going to be enough to stifle this Rams offense on Monday night I think so and that's another re- reason I like the Cardinals in this you know when you look at the high watermark of Sean McVay's offense with the Rams you go back to his uh you know first couple of years or certainly his first year with the Rams when they got to the Super Bowl you know, Todd Gurley was at the peak of his career. Todd Gurley was a most valuable player candidate. You need that threat of a run game. And, I, you know, no knock on Henderson, but, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't drafted to be the starting tailback of this team, and he really shouldn't be. They, 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 got, Sony, they got Sony Michelle when they did. Uh, but, listen, that one, of the, one of the objectives for this team is to get a running back in here that's going to be a threat. And, and so, you know, when, when you look at what Sean McVay wants to do, you know, they, they, they can try to basically run with that jet sweep and, you know, the, but the RPL doesn't work if the defense is not afraid of the run. And this season, you know, again, they've had their success here and there, but the run has not been a big factor. And Cam Akers, when they lost him, a big loss. You can't just replace a Cam Akers right before the season. So, you know, they did the best that they could, uh, but you're, you're, you're seeing the effect of that. You know, certainly, I mean, they got lucky, by the way. You know, when they got to the Super Bowl, when they did, I mean, Todd Gurley basically playing on one leg. I mean, uh, you know, they got lucky that they even got to the Super Bowl that particular year. All right, Mr. Markazi, we thank you very much for joining us this evening on the Pro Football Blitz. We'll do it again sometime down the road. And enjoy the game Monday night between the Rams and the Cardinals. Thanks so much for having me.
All right, that is Arash Markazi. You can follow him on Twitter at Arash Markazi, and also check him out. He has a couple of shows down in Southern California in the mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. So he's going against the team he covers there, not betting with his heart there, James. He is on the Cardinals. You know what I find interesting, though? Sean McVay has really owned Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals in his coaching career there with the Los Angeles Rams. The only setback was that loss in Week 4, do you expect that he's going to continue his dominance? Is that something that he just has uh, from a coaching advantage over Kingsbury and the Cardinals, or is this really the Cardinals' year? Well, sometimes your coach is as good as your players, and I think we see the Cardinals have a lot better players on both sides of the football, and the Cardinals right now are playing like a hungry team. This isn't a team they were probably, for most, a lot of teams, were, or a lot of prognosticators were talking about they were going to be last in the NFC West. This is a driven team. This is a hungry team. A lot of players with something to prove, as well as Coach King, Cliff Kingsbury. So as far as tomorrow night is concerned, now I think Arizona takes it down. All right, Sunday night football is underway, and just like you predicted there, Justin Fields running the ball, using his legs to get a first down. Chicago starts with the ball very early in the first quarter at Lambeau Field. We'll come back and play our favorite game show right here on the Pro Football Blitz at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Keeping an eye on Sunday night football. The Chicago Bears got the ball first, and they got a first down or two, but then the drive stalled. They had to give the ball back to the Green Bay Packers, who will start with their first offensive possession in their own territory. Still 12 minutes to go in the first quarter, and basically where we started as far as the in-game market, the Green Bay Packers, a 13.5-point favorite. They closed as a consensus 12-point favorite, so the live market up a tick to 13.5 as the Green Bay Packers start on offense, and your total has ticked down a little bit after that uh, scoreless drive there to start the game by the Chicago Bears. Now 41.5, your live total. It is time to play America's favorite game show. Consider it, book it, or drop it. Okay, we have switched the game up a little bit uh, here in week 14 as we are now into the month of December, the witching hour, if you will, for the NFL regular season as it comes down to the nitty-gritty, of course, in the month of December. We used to do, like, coach of the year, defensive player of the year. Now we've switched over to teams. We'll see if that continues as we make our way through the rest of the regular season. But we're looking at teams here to win the conference, to make it to the Super Bowl and team number one here, James, ahead of their game this Sunday night. This team sits comfortably in first place in their division. They're looking to regain the number one seed like they had last year to secure a first round bye. They are currently one game back of that spot. Their offense is in the middle of the pack, scoring just under 24 points per game, but their defense has really improved. They are allowing just over 20 points per game, which is fifth in the NFL. This team's number as of this afternoon to win the NFC conference was plus 325. Who is this contender? 
Well, I guess if you said it's Sunday night football, I guess I've got a 50-50 chance, right, Brady? And thinking <laughs> of the two teams that are playing on Sunday night, I think I'll go with the uh, the Aaron Rodgers. I'll go with the team that owns the other side, and that would be Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It is indeed the Green Bay Packers, and Rodgers was just sacked for a big loss there, uh, under 11 minutes left to go in the first quarter. So the Bears defense coming through early there as they are scoreless 0-0. Zero to zero. So plus 325 to win the conference. We saw what Tampa Bay did today. They look uh, like a well-oiled machine. We'll see what Green Bay has here tonight. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of figure those teams are going to meet again one day in the playoffs, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, to get to the Super Bowl. It feels like it. And and thinking about it, and I don't want to discredit the Arizona Cardinals, and, you know, they got a massive, huge game tomorrow night on Monday night against the Rams at home. But, yeah, when you're talking about just the pedigree of the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, great quarterback, young quarterback, good quarterback, regular season quarterback. Haven't seen anything in the playoffs with this young man, so we have to see that play out first. But as far as the Packers, I mean, I think right now from the Packers' standpoint, yeah, where does – we have seen we saw last year – Tampa Bay can go on the road and win in Lambeau in the championship game. They did it last year, but right now that secondary is it got it was exploited in that second half. And as well as Tampa Bay played in the first half today against Buffalo, it was just as bad in the second half. Uh, sweat for me for sure. But I think for if I'm going to be looking at either of those two teams, and I think that's really what it comes down to within the NFC. It's those two teams, Tampa and or Green Bay, and I think that's where I would go with it. And I think how I'm feeling now, maybe I'm a little biased because I was really high up on Tampa Bay at halftime of the first of this game today, and then I really got down on the second half. So I don't want to be too biased because I was a little upset with how they were how they were performing in the second half. Really tired, and I think that's the thing with the defense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's it's got a number of injuries, but it's not very deep either. And we did see them start to wear down against Buffalo in that fourth quarter. Make mine the Packers here, and I think if I'm gonna, uh, I might not only am I gonna consider it, I think that's probably one right now with how I'm feeling. I'd probably book it. And like I say, you could be in a very good position regardless because uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay, you figure it looks like at least right now that they will meet possibly in that championship game. And maybe you've got a position where you can possibly hedge there. By the way, the Chicago Bear defense forces a punt out of Green Bay and they get a very good punt return. They're going to have good field position around midfield and your in-game number has dropped to Packers minus 8.5 with about 10 minutes left in the first quarter. Your total still at 41.5. All right, team number two, they are now at 9-4, and four, and they look to have a real leg up to get their fourth division title in the last 10 years. This team has much to improve upon if they want to make a deep, uh, deep run in this year's playoffs, but they are scoring a lot of points, 29 points per game. They allow just 22 points per game, which is the middle of the pack in the NFL. They get back on track with a big win over a division rival today on the road. And as of this afternoon, this team was 6-1 to one to win the NFC Conference. Are we talking about the, the, the Dallas Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys, All indeed. Right. And they almost gave that one away, but uh, they certainly looked impressive to start that game in a victory over Washington. 6-1, to one, you, you figure they should win that division. That gives them a leg up. I mean, thinking about that game today against the Washington football team, that was the it was the defense that pulled through and that was the story of the game to me for the Cowboys the defense they finally got their defensive line healthy everybody was back from that was rolling into the preseason everybody was back and now we got Micah Parsons he's no longer a rookie he, they, he might be the best guy, defensive man? player he might be the best defensive player in the league forget about rookie of the defensive rookie of the year he might be 
defensive player in the year overall. Still, we got a few games to go, but what a what a game wrecker he's been all season, and in particular today, especially that first half, completely just rattled Tyler Haneke. Uh, it was just a disaster in that first half. But then we saw the the offense again. They're not able to run the football. They are banged up at the running back position, and that offensive line has been moving pieces, parts around. A couple guys got banged up again today, and Dak still just doesn't look comfortable. Didn't make good decisions. A couple really poor decisions and throws. Didn't see some linebackers sitting in space and some zone coverage. Misread the coverage. Right now, that's not one I'm. I'm I don't even want to. Con- I'm not even going to consider it because they're going to have to go on the road. They're not going to be one of the top seeds, and they're going to have to go on the road for at least, most likely, at least one game, if not two games, into these play. Probably more like two games in the playoffs, in my mind. So that's not a team I'm not going to consider it. I'll drop it. Yeah, I'm with you there, James. Uh, but that defense you mentioned was absolutely outstanding today. Had two defensive touchdowns for scores against the Washington football team. If that offense can ever start producing the way they did early in the season and the way the defense played today, they will be a very tough out. But right now, I agree with you, the offense still looks a little shaky. All right, let's look at team number three here. They are also at 9-4, and four, got a win off of their bye today. They are first in their division, and they have a uh, somewhat challenging next three games as they look to repeat this division title, something they haven't done in that division in two decades. They scored just around 25 points per game, which ranks in the top half of the NFL. Their defense put, uh, pitched their first shutout today and they allow under 24 points on average as of this afternoon this team was 10 to 1 to win the AFC conference as far as shutouts we're talking Tennessee Titans there you go Tennessee 10 to 1 to win the conference now there has been news that uh, Derrick Henry may be black for the playoffs and, and even sooner than that possibly with that throat injury I guess it's coming around and maybe he'll be healthy for the end of the season you figure if he's back for maybe week 16 week 17 they might not rush him back anyway but with him available for the playoffs maybe you consider it here I could consider it. I mean, for Tannehill, he's definitely going to need him back. Tannehill has not been, not nearly the same quarterback without Derrick Henry back there running the football and taking that pressure off and opening up a lot of the play action and the nakeds that he, that he likes to run. But in the AFC, is it who else? I mean, Kansas City's starting to get themselves. We actually saw the offensive explosion finally. They've done that a couple times over the last couple weeks, have the Chiefs, but it was against the Raiders each time. Let's see if they do it against somebody else besides the Raiders, although that defense is getting better and better each week for the Chiefs. That's the front runner in my mind right now for the AFC, for the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo tough loss today. Great competitive game to come back the way that they did in that second hand, but Buffalo is sitting right now where they might be in danger of not even making the playoffs, so I think as far as Tennessee is concerned. They're still way ahead in their division. They do have the tiebreaker over the Colts, so they'll make the playoffs. I think we can consider it, especially if we keep hearing more news about Derrick Henry being ready to go come playoff time. Yeah, we talk about Green Bay and Tampa Bay, and then of course Arizona in the NFC, and we touched on this on the Saturday edition of the Pro Football Blitz as well. It, it seems like the AFC is more up for grabs and could be more random. So at 10-1, to 1, you know, maybe you at least find yourself in a good position there with the Tennessee Titans. Okay, team number four. This is a very interesting team. They were at eight and four, and then they suffered a loss to a division rival today, and they could fall into second in their division following a late game window, or excuse me, depending on what happens in the late window of games today. Uh, they scored just over 23 points per game, which is in the middle of the pack of the NFL. Their defense allows under 22 points per game today. They put up a heck of an effort late, but ultimately lost earlier this afternoon, and their odds are 750, plus 750 to win the conference. 
You're talking about the Ravens. Indeed, the Baltimore Ravens. That that was a gutsy second half. I mean, Cleveland did not score a single point in the second half, but the Ravens do lose the ball game. Yeah, and 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 we and Lamar Jackson goes out with an ankle injury in that first half. Have to check his status. I mean, the heart and the competitiveness of that team. I definitely want to consider it, but I can't book it. I can't book it just based on the the volume of injuries that continue to happen to this team week in and week out. Exactly, it's all about the injuries for me. Boy, does this team play hard. Obviously, they're very well coached, but the injuries certainly are an issue. They fall short today. Chicago still on the move, trying to put the first score on the board in Sunday night football. We'll be back in just a moment. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry, The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
We have a new prop tracker now available at vcin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. On third and goal, Justin Fields fires into the end zone, and the pass has dropped good coverage there by the Green Bay defense. They attempt a field goal here, and this one is up and good. Chicago is on the board. Three to nothing, they take the lead on Sunday night football at Lambeau Field over the Green Bay Packers. And when this drive started, Chicago got a really good punt return to about the 45-yard line of Green Bay. And the in-game line dropped to eight and a half in favor of the Packers. And we see this all the time when a team settles for a field goal. Really doesn't move the in-game line too much, James. And here we are with Green Bay still an eight and a half point favorite in the live market. Your total dips down to 39 and a half. So your first half under looking pretty good so far, Mr. Salinas. Let's dive back into the early action from what we saw on Sunday. And we'll begin with a look at the Saints visiting the New York Jets. The Jets saw some money. I don't know if you saw that on the screen this morning, but uh, some money definitely came in on the Jets late. The Saints were as high as a six-point favorite, maybe even six-and-a-half throughout the week, but it closed four-and-a-half in favor of the road team Saints. And you were on the under in this game, and that was looking pretty good early and often. It was 10-6 to Saints at half, 10-6, to and only 13-6 to in favor of the Saints at the beginning of the fourth quarter. The game was never again in question, but the total was, wow. Taysom Hill runs for a touchdown with a minute left to make it 30-9. to And I know you were sweating a little bit at that point, Mr. Salinas, but fortunately, <laughs> that's where it ends and the under cashes 30-9. New Orleans breaks a five-game losing streak. Yeah, he housed it. A lot of times we'll see those guys and they'll slide and they know the game's over and and call it good. But I think for Taysom Hill, he wanted to he he's been as all the criticism that he's had as far as throwing the football. He had run for a touchdown earlier in the quarter. But I think that's where he's like, hey, if I'm going to get some, I'm going to go get mine. And then no defense at all. Talk about prevent defense to try to end the game. And it came down to the last play of the game as far as the total was concerned anyway with well, with, the, with the rookie quarterback scrambling around and diving to the goal line but getting stopped just a yard short. So, yeah, that's it was one of those days. You name it. There's had so many games like this. So many. Fortunately, a lot of them were going my side, which is good. But even still, thinking about this game and, and where the Jets are. I mean, they were just going to be completely devoid of playmakers. They were missing their top two receivers into this game. They were missing their top two running backs into this game. They had some issues on the offensive line as well. And to figure, I didn't know where the points were going to come from. And really, the only points that came today were from Eddie Pinheiro, the kicker, because he had three field goals, another game where the Jets do not score. And when you have Wilson back there as the starting quarterback so far and during his rookie campaign, they've only averaged 12 points per game when he has been the starter on offense for the Jets well that'll start to tick back a little bit more considering they only got nine points today yeah there was a lot of blowouts in the early window and then some of those blowouts that looked like they were going to be that way for a long time the team that was behind did make a game of it and come back late but uh, not really the case for the Jets and the New Orleans Saints but certainly that total was a sweat all the way down to the end it was pretty much what we expected not very good teams two very heavily injured teams and not a very pretty football 
football game. But New Orleans, as I mentioned, they do snap a five-game losing streak. That's the longest losing streak ever in Sean Payton's head coaching career. The Saints will travel to Tampa Bay as they try and pull off a season sweep of the rival Buccaneers. Tampa Bay was made a seven-point home favorite over the summer. The Jets will be on the division highway visiting the Miami Dolphins in Week 15. Miami, of course, coming off of a bye. The Dolphins were made a six-and-a-half-point favorite on this game way back in June when these first lines came out in the summertime over at the Westgate. i got to believe that line is probably going to change. Uh, James, we spoke about all the unrest in Jacksonville, in the organization, and all the noise we heard about with Urban Meyer and yelling at coaches and getting in a skirmish, or not a skirmish, but uh, an argument apparently with players and maybe even an individual player or two. It was just really a mess with Jacksonville leading up to this game with the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Titans closed as eight-and-a-half-point favorites. There was a little bit of action on Jacksonville as well in the market this morning. The total closed at 44. Four and a half. The Jags had just lost to the Rams 37 to 7 last week, and I talked about it on our preview edition that for three of those four quarters, they did not score a single point. Well, now it is, let's see, make it eight quarters of football, and they've scored seven points. They have not scored in two straight games in a row except for the seven points they got in the second quarter against the Los Angeles Rams. Trevor Lawrence had more interceptions today, four of them, than Jacksonville had points. Tennessee in a walk in the park, 20 to nothing over the Jags. Ugly. The Jaguars competed on the defensive end. They are. They do play really physical. They do have some speed on defense, and they tackle pretty well in space, but they get worn out, too, because the offense just can't make any plays and keep themselves and sustain drives, and they're constantly on the field, and they really just get worn down, and that's kind of what happened in the second half today for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But you mentioned the offensive side, and, and Urban Meyer and the issues going on with Urban Meyer. There's issues between he and, I, I suspect, Daryl Bevel, Who's coach? Who's the offensive coordinator? A professional set offensive coordinator and Urban Meyer. I think there's some conflict there of wanting to run more of some college type of RPO, those types of things. And and you know Trevor Lawrence really isn't that type of athlete. He's not. I know he, he can move his feet, but he is not that. He's not that nifty, nimble. He's a big target, and he's your franchise quarterback. That's not where you want to go for long term. But I don't think Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer, this is he's so used to winning, but he's play. He's been coaching at the collegiate level, and he's always been coaching outside of what the program he built at Utah. He's always been one that. Most times than not, when he's stepping onto the field with his team, his team has the better talent. Well, that's not the case now, and how is he handling losing? It's hard to lose. It's no fun to lose when you're a competitor. Urban Meyer is just as competitive as any other coach out there. But when it comes to leadership and inspiring your team, you know, I think way back to September when they had that Thursday night game and blew that lead to Cincinnati in that second half. They were leading at halftime, blew the lead in the second half, lost the game, didn't even travel back with the team back to Jacksonville. He went out clubbing. He went out hanging out in Ohio. Not a good, really not a good message to send to your team early. And it's a young team, but to send that type of message early says, well, there's certain rules that apply to you all, but not to me. It talks about accountability, and you're talking about leadership. It starts with you. You have to hold yourself accountable first before other folks can can trust in you that you'll 
hold other other teammates and other players and coaches accountable. I think it's just a complete mess when it comes to the leadership of this team. And hence, you saw what happened today. No points on the board today. Just a mess going forward. I mean, Jacksonville right now has to be a bet against each and every week to finish out the season. Yeah, you and I talked about this game in our preview show, and we both liked the Tennessee tie uh, side, but just couldn't get there. And I eventually did tease Tennessee down to minus three. Could have gotten it down to minus two and a half. It didn't me- uh, matter either way, and that was one of the teasers that I did cash today. Uh, Jacksonville drops to two and eleven on the season. Tennessee moves to nine and four, and back to a two-game lead over the Colts in the AFC South. They will travel to Pittsburgh in Week 15. Steelers are on extra rest, and they were made a three-point home favorite in that one over the summer. will be interesting to see where that line falls in Week 15. Jacksonville will return home to host the Houston Texans in what will be a revenge game. You recall, of course, the Jaguars were a road favorite in Week 1 of the NFL season 2021, and of course, Houston got one of their two wins, upsetting the Jacksonville Jaguars in that one. Jacksonville was made a four-point favorite uh, way back in June in this game. It'll also be interesting to see where that line comes out. Who do you make a favorite in that game? I I tell you what, James, is it a favorite that Urban Meyer will be no longer the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into next season. Yeah, if we put a number on that, absolutely give me. I'll bet the yes. I know it'll be a, a probably a really high negative. You know, we'll be paying juice on that for sure. But how can he come back? How 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 can you see as the owner and and Khan's a different type of owner there? But you know, he wasn't real happy. We, we talked about what happened in in Cincinnati or the lack when the game was over. It didn't fly back with the team. The owner was ownership was not happy about that. We, we hired you not only to coach football, but to be a leader and to bring this franchise back. It's a wreck. And it was just competing in the AFC Championship game just a handful of years ago. It wasn't that long ago. That team was stacked and loaded with talent. And now they're, they're, they're the laughing stock of the league right now. I got to suspect, what, how could you and why would you want to bring him back? And outside of, outside of Urban Meyer wanting to get his payout or his buyout like he's used to getting in college, I mean, I don't see him wanting to quit, but I don't see him wanting to come back and compete at this level either it's not going to get any better for him this year and or even if he comes back to coach next year and now you're going to have to face the houston texans next week we talk about flexing games the sunday night i wonder if they could flex that game to maybe a friday night where no one's paying attention (laughs) to television when they do high school games because that's what that game's going to feel like well, Urban Meyer, of course, familiar with college bowl games. The VEASAN College Bowl betting guide will be released tomorrow, Monday. Everything you need to become a smarter better on every bowl game. This year's guide includes matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide's designed to give you an edge, whether you're betting on every game, playing in contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide, again, it drops tomorrow, Monday. Make sure you get your copy. It's only $19.99 at VEASAN. We'll be right back with more of the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.